G'day and welcome to On The Road. My name's Scott Gibbons and On The Road is your show. It's a show where we, we travel, we go all around this great nation of ours, we talk about caravans, we talk about motorhomes, we talk about tents, places we can go, places we can see, places we can enjoy and it's just a fun show. So if you're ready to go on the road, I'm ready to go on the road, let's go on the road together, here we go. Oh, yeah, we are on the road. We are on the road. And the beaut thing is, the beaut thing is that we're already in July and we missed out on some of the caravan shows that were coming up, but some of them are going to come up, I'm sure, before the end of the year. I'm sure we're going to have one. But in the meantime, if you're thinking of trading in your van, you've got a current van, what's the best way to get the best sort of pricing for it? Well, according to Watson's Leisure Centre, we know Watson's because they are fabulous people. They're up there in Coffs Harbour and they are brilliant, brilliant, brilliant dealers. So what you've got to do is keep your service history logbooks and your receipts because the more documentation you've got about your regular services and the way that you upkeep your van, the better. Now, that's whether it's a van or a motorhome or a camper trailer, whatever it be, as long as you've got the documentation on all the service history. And importantly, you've got to present it the best way you can. So when you're presenting your van to the dealer, it's important that you give it to the dealer, or when you show it to the dealer, the best way you can. So ideally, if you can take the van to the dealer, they can have a proper look through. If you can't, then sometimes the dealer can go to you and have a look through and they'll go and inspect it and they'll give you the best dollars they can. But if distance or time is a bit of an issue, then you can always, always jump on the web, send them some photos, descriptions, videos if you've got it, all those things so that they can give you a pretty good idea. Of course, I'd, I would reckon subject to seeing it, but a pretty good idea on how much they can give you for your van. And the best way to do that is to look at your van as if you were buying it again. So look at it as if you were a buyer. So, you know, we've all had something in our lives, a product or whatever that we've given a little scrape to or we've put a little nick in it or we've scraped the awning or we've backed it into a post or it's got some little blemishes. They're not a problem, but it's a blemish. And if they're there, well, unfortunately, they need to to know about that because they're going to see it. So you've got to tell them about it You've got to look at it as if you're buying that van again and, and you're saying to the seller, well, hang on, it's got this and this and this. So you've got to show the dealer what those things are or at least tell the dealer about them so that they can make their decisions about it. And then tell them about the major damages or the home jobs that you've done. So if you've got hail damage or excessive tyre wear or you've made some home modifications or you've covered up some description, whatever it be, then be up front. Tell the dealer about it because, you know, if you've painted your van, then they know that you've probably covered something up. If you've got excessive tyre wear, uh, then tell them because they're going to see it. <laughs> if you've got hail damage, tell them. And you can get different sorts of hail damage because hail can happen in different ways. It, it can be really clear if it's been in a massive storm or you can have really fine, fine hail damage that you've got to see it at the right angle. But if it's there... Now, this is really important. If it's there, as a dealer, they have to disclose that information to the next buyer. So it does make a difference to your price. So if you tell the dealer up front, you can't hide it. Tell them because they're experienced. And, and then they know about it when you bring the van in. So that, that's important. That's all good stuff to know, isn't it? That's 
good stuff to know. But they they are there. The dealers are there to try and give you the best price they can so that you can get another van from them. I think that's good. Or even if you're just selling your van to them. So another common one is home modification. So you know if you've put on your own clothesline or if you've loaded up the bumper bar full of generator boxes or jerry can holders or whatnot, it's more than likely they'll take a lot of that stuff off because it may not be legal and the dealers have a lot of obligations. So they might take some of that off because it's not legal to them. So the same as your gas bottle compartment. If you've put in battery chargers or batteries or electrical equipment uh, in with your gas, then that's not meant to be there either. So they have to take all of that out. So keep that in mind that what you do, uh, you should make sure that it's done legally, you know, because the dealers have to sell it so it, it is legal and complies. And then be confident that, you know, trading's the right thing for you. You know, you, you might find that if you want to trade it to the dealer, it's just so simple. But, you know, you might want to try and sell it privately. But you've got to be aware, uh, you know, when you're showing somebody privately, you know, there's some scammers out there. And sometimes it's not a happy thing. So, you know, a dealer, you know, they're licensed. They're, they're approved by the state government. So everything's sorted. And then you've got to maintain it the way you've purchased it. So another part of your trading, and it's really important, is that the dealer really only expects your van the way you purchased it. So, for example, gas bottles. If you bought a non-shower caravan, then it's probably got one gas bottle. If you bought a shower caravan, then it would have come with two gas bottles. And the dealer needs those gas bottles. So you can't take them off and think, oh, gee, I'll just use them as spare bottles at home from a barbecue. The dealer's got plenty. No, they don't need your barbecue. What they do need is your gas bottles. And and spare tyres is another one. Every van will come with at least one spare tyre. So make sure that you've left the spare with the van. So if, if you don't, the dealer has to replace it. And of course, if they have to replace it, it's costing the dealer. So that devalues your van. And you, you'll often find that a dealer will love to do repeat business because repeat business is the cornerstone of their business. So they want your trading and they want you to buy another van off them. So And it's likely, likely that they've done the servicing on it so they know the history of it. They know how well it's been maintained and they want to keep that relationship going. So you'll find some dealers have got customers that have just come back and back again. If you can do that, that's a a beaut thing to do. So, and you can, you know, if you're on the road, you might even consider calling the dealer while you're on the road and saying, listen, I've looked at the website, I've seen the videos, I've seen whatever it be, we're ready to up trade. You can send them a video of yours, as we were mentioning. You can send them the photos, all the things. And if they've got the history of it, likely they've seen your van a month or two before, before you did your big trip. And, you know, you can get a trading value on the road, come in and they might have the new van already ready for you. I think that's good. Now, speaking of ready, then you've got to be road trip ready. So you've got to have your checklists. So I, I find that I've got a hitch checklist and I've got an unhitch checklist. So that way... I don't miss anything. It just reduces the risk. And then you've got to have your in and out lists. So that's your pack down list. So what, what you're going to do to set the van up. If there's two of you, then you can have tasks, if you will, assigned to each one. So, you know, if someone has to check if the aerial is down, like your TV aerial, did you lower that? I the number of people you see and they're driving along, they've got their aerial still up. If you've got that on your checklist... It's not going to happen again. Are your windows shut? Are your hatches shut? Are your stabilizers all up? Those sorts of things. If you've got those on your list, your in and out list, fabulous. It's all done. 
Then you've got your packing list. Now, there are apps for your packing list. So you can get an app if you want to, and, and that will have pack and list, and you've got it all there. So just go on and look for packing list apps, and you'll find one that you're happy with. Um, do a tow course. That's always recommended to do a tow course because the whole thing is it's a whole new exercise. If you're a pilot, if you're a pilot and you're going from, from plane uh, model AB and you're going to fly plane model uh, BC, then you have to do a whole new uh, experience, a whole new learning experience to make sure that you are competent in flying the new model. And to do that, you'll have an instructor with you and, and you will learn. So doing a towing course is not something to be embarrassed about by thinking, yeah, my mate didn't do one. That's fine. If he didn't do one, that, that's okay. You do one and then you are capable and competent and everything's fine. Then you've got to plan your food and drink, so you've got your list for that so that you don't go away and, and you've forgotten your margarita mix or whatever it be. <laughs> then you've got your, your evacuation plan. You've got to have your grab bag for your RV safety. So what's in that? Well, you should have a torch in that. You should have your fire bag in that. There should be your fire extinguisher that you can get to easily. Um, your medications, things like that, your, your uh, prescriptions, your glasses, all the things that you need. So if your van does destroy itself, you've grabbed one bag and that's got everything in it so that you know that you are okay. You don't have your prescriptions in one part of the van. They should be in your RV uh, evacuation plan bag. So you just grab that bag and you're gone. You're out of there. Then you've got to have, uh, choose the jobs that people are going to do. So some people, and this is a clever thing, because you know when, you, when you're locking up a van, they have blue jobs and pink jobs. So the blue jobs may be for the boys and the pink jobs are for the girls. And you can get the kids involved too, so that everybody knows what they have to do. And then it's, you know, High five, <laughs> job's done, everything's fine. Just the same as they do it in the Formula One team when their car comes into the pits and everybody knows when their job is done, they put their hands up in the air and that's what you've got. So all easy. Get an early start if you can. Get an early start. If you're leaving, get an early start because there's less traffic and you've got more time and you can arrive early and you get a better spot. Everything's fine. And then get out and have a look at your site because that's a good thing to do. Good thing to do. And then you've got various other things to be aware of. So you, you've got to make sure that you've got everything sorted, you know, know where your insurance policy is, all of those things. That's good. That's the sort of thing you want to do. Hey, what about we have a little bit of music? Because I think if we have a little bit of music, everyone's going to be happy. And I think that's the beaute, beaute thing to do. Yeah, here's a song. I don't think you've heard this one. It's Cold Joy, Brian Henderson. Remember Brian Henderson from Bandstand? And Johnny Farnham, and the song's called Gotta Travel On, and that's what we do, isn't it? That's what we do, is Gotta Travel On. You enjoy Cold Joy, Brian Henderson, Johnny Farnham. It's the trio. I've never heard this one in so long, so long. I bet you're going to enjoy it. Here we go. You enjoy it now. Gotta Travel On. Thank you. 
So I've got to travel on. Hey, isn't that good? Isn't that good? And that's probably three people you wouldn't think that you could get together. Cole Joy, Brian Henderson, Johnny Farnham. Ah, oh, fabulous. Got to travel on. If you're going to travel on, you might want to go all the way through the Northern Territory. And if you're going to do that, well, escape.com.au, they tell us 20 of the best things to do with the Northern Territory. Now, what would they be? Well, it's famous all the way around the world for its laid-back attitude. So you've got Aboriginal culture, you've got epic sunsets, you've got natural wonders, you've got the world's largest population of crocodiles. <laughs> the Northern Territory promises a heck of a good time. And if you're planning a trip to the top end, well, you've got to add some of these extra things in so that you make sure that you do them. And, and one of the things to do is you can cruise the Catherine Gorge at dawn. Oh, to see the mist rising above the water surface and you can hear the, the wildlife starting to wake up and you can experience one of the top end's most spectacular sunrises all aboard the Catherine Gorge Dawn Cruise. Oh, that's a winner. Hey, I'll tell you, if you haven't done it already, go and grab your pencil because there's about 20 of these butte things to tell you about. So grab your pencil, grab your piece of chalk, whatever you got, and write these down. The Mindle Markets, if you haven't been to the Mindle Markets in Darwin, oh, by golly, they are so good. So they're set along the beachfront and the Mindle Sunset Markets. It's got, well, used to have, used to have, I don't know what they're doing with COVID now, but they used to have about 300 stalls. And they would sell everything from local, locally made jewellery and arts and craft and the street food. And the street food came from, I think, every flavour of the world. Every flavour. Oh, amazing. Mindle Markets just excellent. Now, here's a little hint, though. When you go to Darwin... Don't swim <laughs> unless you're in a pool or something like that. Don't think, oh, gee, that beach looks lovely. Let's go and have a swim at the beach. No, I wouldn't recommend that. There are crocs. Not good. <laughs> Not good. But the markets are held on Thursday and Sundays during the dry season, which is May to October. And, and this, oh, I tell you, they're good markets. They, you, you'll really, really enjoy them. You can visit the Northern Territory Museum and Art Gallery. You can delve into the whole history, the museum, the art gallery. You'll learn everything from uh, the Indigenous art and the culture up to the World War II and the story of Cyclone Tracy. Now, the World War II exhibit, oh, you've got to do it. That is, that's extraordinary. That's extraordinary. There is so much history about Australia and the Darwin area in particular about World War II. Oh, my golly, you're going to learn so much. And then the Cyclone Tracy Museum, oh, you've got to do that. You've got to do it. They even they, they play the sound of what the cyclone was doing when, when Cyclone Tracy was doing its thing. Oh, freaky, 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 freaky. You can cycle through the outback. You can explore the base of Uluru on two wheels. You can take in all of the magnificence, all at your own pace. It's a 15-kilometre self-guided cycling adventure. It includes your bike hire, your helmet and your transfer. So that might be good to go around Uluru while you still can. That might be a good thing to do it. You can go to Mitchell Street and have a Sunday session if you want. <laughs> it's renowned. Northern Territory's culture is cooling off with a refreshing beverage on a Sunday afternoon on Darwin's Mitchell Street. So you can order a coldie at the deck bar, and that's a favourite amongst the locals, so that might be a good thing to do. Go on a jumping croc cruise. If you haven't done that, you've got to do it. You venture down the Adelaide River, on the top end's original croc cruise, and you'll see before your eyes these magnificent creatures. They call them magnificent. <laughs> I call them freaky. They jump out of the water for a snack, and, and just make sure it's not you. Just make sure it's not. Keep your hands inside the boat 
is the best advice I can give you. You've got Aboriginal rock art at Kakadu National Park, so that's home to some of the best Aboriginal rock art in the Northern Territory. So you can opt for a guided talk with an Aboriginal ranger and you can discover the stories behind those incredible paintings. And I think some of those stories would just be phenomenal. You can order Barra and Chips at Fisherman's Wharf. That's worthwhile. Now, make sure, make sure that the Barra that you order, this, oh, this freaked me out. Make sure that the Barra that you order is Australian Barramundi and not imported Barramundi. I don't know how they got away with it. Don't know, but somehow somebody else, like we can't have champagne, we're going to have sparkling wine. Why the Australian government doesn't, doesn't lock away Barramundi so it's an Australian fish uh, and then somebody else has to call it something else. So, yeah, make sure if you're going to order the Barramundi, and it's a beautiful fish to eat, that you get Australian Barramundi down at Darwin's Fisherman's Wharf. Uh, cool off at the Darwin City Lagoon because um, <laughs> everywhere you go, if you go near the water, then there's going to be crocs, except at the Darwin City Lagoon. So you can have a swim there. Uh, you've got the Saltwater Recreation Lagoon. You, it's adjacent to the harbour. It's constantly replenished with fresh seawater. And, and you might you might even see the occasional fish or jellyfish swim part, but there's no crocs. <laughs> no crocs in there. That's good. <laughs> but, but... If you want to swim with the crocodiles, you can. You can if you go to the Crocosaurus Cove. So if you want to swim with the crocodiles, you can experience the ultimate face-to-face encounter in the Cage of Death. The Cage of Death. It's an underwater activity where the swimmers get to hang out with a five-metre saltwater crocodile for about 15 minutes, but but you are protected. You're inside, I think it's a big Perspex cage or something like that. I've seen it. I've been there. I've seen it. But I think it's Perspex. But, yeah, if you want to do that, uh, and you've got to book in to do that. You've got to book in because they only do so many, uh, so many of those a day. You can experience the field of light at Uluru. So that's, that's just amazing. You've got a field of light. There's over 50,000 solar-powered lights and that illuminate the base of Uluru. So just an amazing thing. And that's on until the 31st of December 2020. And then it's lights out, I think. So 31st of December 2020, from now through until then, you can go and see that. That would be good. Uh, you can make a trip to the kangaroo sanctuary. If the kids haven't seen a kangaroo, if you haven't seen a kangaroo, I'm telling you, if you're driving up there, you will see a kangaroo. And a lot of them might be sleeping. A lot of them having a little rest by the side of the road, I think. At the moment, that's a real problem. But the kangaroo sanctuary is in Alice Springs. It's 188 acres of wildlife sanctuary. And, and it's for rescued and orphaned baby kangaroos and adult kangaroos. And you can book a tour and you might even get to nurse a baby kangaroo. They're called a joey rather than just a baby kangaroo. But nevertheless, and, and you can keep that wonderful organisation going. And I think that would be a nice thing to do. So the little joeys and the big ones, you can go and look after them. Uh, if you're into horse racing, then you've got horse races at Fanny Bay. So if you're into racing, you can swing by the Darwin Turf Club and that's nestled in the lush tropical grounds at Fanny Bay. Fanny, F-A-N-N-I-E, Fanny Bay. Uh, I think there's a jail, an old jail at Fanny Bay as well that I went through. Oh, that's worthwhile going to see. I tell you, if you go there on a hot day, if you go to the jail on a hot day, uh, think back to when the prisoners were in there and they had all their body heat coming out as well. That must have been so bad. But they did. <laughs> they did. At times, take them across the road and give them a swim. So that was part of the recreation, I think, and and just dodge the crocs. <laughs> so uh, you can you can do so many beautiful things. You can explore Litchfield National Park. 
and that's got stunning waterfalls. If you're in the waterfalls, you've got to go to Litchfield. Uh, you've got clear water holes, and they're surrounded by monsoonal vine forest, and it, it's one of the best-kept secrets uh, if you want a swimming spot. Oh, fabulous, fabulous. But the Darwin Military Museum, you've got to do that. Got to do that. It's an interactive display. It'll immerse you in the drama of the Japanese bombing in February 42. You'll see the footage. You'll see the artefacts. You'll have first-hand accounts of the men and women who survived it. I've done that too. Oh, you've got to do it. Uh, you could hike to Motorcar Falls. That's within Kakadu National Park. It's a 3.8-kilometre hike to Motorcar, National, or Motorcar Falls. And the, the name... Isn't that enticing? But <laughs> you will sweat a lot. Once you get there, you'll see what all the fuss is about. It's just worthwhile. You can pop by the Humpty Doo Hotel. So there you go. If you want a beer at the world-famous Humpty Doo Hotel, uh, and, and that's been the place that's inspired countless musicians over the years, including Slim Dusty. We love Slim Dusty, don't we? And Ted Egan. Uh, and you can watch the sunset. Mendel Beach is where we, we went previously where we, we talked about the markets and whatnot but if you just if you're not there when the markets are on then just go there and watch the sunset the sunset at Mendel Beach oh by golly by golly and here's something I've done this you've got to do it too you catch a movie catch a flick get out of the pictures but it's it's called a deck chair cinema so you'll spend an evening under the stars at Darwin's premier outdoor cinema it's situated on the Darwin Harbour if you get there early, you can have a drink. It's got a fully licensed kiosk. It's just terrific. It's one of those great, great things. I think you will really, really enjoy it. Now, we talked about Slim Dusty, didn't we? And we talked about Darwin. And I guess we could combine the pair of them and have Slim Dusty singing Darwin, the big heart of the North. You ready for that? Here's Slim Dusty, Darwin, the big heart of the North. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Yeah, it's good to be on the road again with you. If you're in most parts of Australia, we're on the road. There are some parts where... We're not on the road, but nevertheless, you can enjoy the show. And we're on podcast now. You can go to our website, which is on the road media, M-E-D-I-A, ontheroadmedia.com.au. And if you've got friends that can't pick up the show, then you just send them to ontheroadmedia.com.au and all of the shows are on there. You just pick and flick whichever ones you want and you can listen to them wherever you are. So there you go. But here's Slim Dusty. Hey, Darwin, big heart of the north. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons back with you real soon. big heart of the country all the world comes through your gate you're everybody's comrade and you're everybody's mate you're the front door of australia with friendship flowing full and we're proud to say come in this way through the big heart of the north many oceans roll to meet the silver sands upon your shore Many races walk upon your streets and freedom they enjoy With a bright blue sky above you, you uphold Australia's torch You're a jewel shining for us, you're the big heart of the north Oh, you're the big heart of the country, all the world comes through your gate You're everybody's comrade and you're everybody's mate You're the front door of Australia with friendship flowing forth And we're proud to say Come in this way Through the big heart of the North
there's a place for everyone A helping hand and a friendly smile and a place there in the sun And when they leave and turn their faces further down the track You smile and say, so long my friend, cause you'll soon be coming back I oh, are the big heart of the country, all the world comes through your gate you're everybody's comrade and you're everybody's mate You're the front door of Australia with friendship flowing for And we're proud to say come in this way through the big heart of the north I oh, are the big heart of the country, all the world comes through your gate You're everybody's comrade and you're everybody's mate and you're the front door of Australia With friendship flowing forth And we're proud to say Come in this way Through the big heart of the North And yes, we're proud to say Come in this way Through the big heart of the North uh, Slim Dusty, eh? Slim Dusty's so good and one of the things I was determined to do this year, still have time if, if things work out, but I was determined to go to the Slim Dusty Centre this year and we were due to leave on the Saturday morning and it was the Friday night that all the COVID closures came in so we weren't able to go. Oh, sad, 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 sad. But I do love his music and I know you love his music too because we get your feedback. We get the feedback saying you really enjoy the Aussie music that we play. That's so good. We're happy about that. So one of the things that you've got to do if you're going to be happy is you've got to have the back of your four-wheel drive or the back of your ute already set up so that you know that you've got the best gear. And if you want the best gear, then you go to off-road systems. And I was out with Graham Jones, and I did a little interview with Graham, and here it is now. You enjoy this. It's Graham Jones, off-road systems. You enjoy it. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. We're always on the road with you. It's lovely being on the road. Even if we can't get out on the road in some parts of Australia, we're out on the road all the time. We're on the road with you right now. So here we go. Graham Jones, off-road systems. Hi, g'day. It's Scott again, and I'm here with Graham Jones. And Graham is just a superstar Aussie. He has a company called Off-Road Systems. Now, you've heard me talk about Off-Road Systems many times, but I'm actually sitting with the man now, and I'm out at his factory, and it's at Smeaton Grange, which is just near Norellan, so it's in New South Wales. And I'm telling you, the gear that they've got out here and the products that they're putting out are just phenomenal. And the most important part of that is they're Aussie products. Aussie, 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 all the way. He manufactures produces, designs, creates, does it all here in his factory. So if you want something Aussie, then you talk to Graham. So Graham, tell us about Off-Road Systems. How did it start? Well, Off-Road Systems really started because um, I, I just realised that I, my three sons were growing up a little quickly and um, I needed, I just felt that I needed to get them out into the bush and, and uh, show them the other side of life other than the city life that they were they were used to and um, that's really how it kicked off and I, I went and bought a, uh, a four-wheel drive and I started taking them out on uh, weekend trips and it didn't take very long to realise that um, that packing and unpacking the car every weekend was uh, was a bit of a job and we needed to get things organised because uh, that seemed to be all I did was was pack and unpack <laughs> and so um, yeah well a friend of mine he actually um, 
showed up one time on one of the trips we had and he had a set of drawers in his car and I just thought, oh, that's, that's just a fantastic idea and, of course, it just went from there. I decided it was, it was just too expensive to buy at the time and I decided to build my own and, of course, that's led to where I am now <laughs> because... Um, where you're creating drawers for everybody else. Yeah, that's right. Well, I, uh, I did... I joined a four-wheel drive club and, of course, uh, a lot of the club members... Uh, wanted something made. They all they all had the same problem. They were all trying to organise themselves, and um, so I end up uh, making systems for them. And and uh, and then at the time, the um, couple of them said, "Oh, you know, you should sell this product." And I thought, oh, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I was just too busy. <laughs> I was too busy at work to even think about it." But um, then it sort of, as time went on, I. Um, I realised that uh, it wasn't such a bad idea after all and and uh, I got serious about designing and building the system and and you know it's just it's just been a um a bit of a snowball since because not only did I realise that um that we needed to organise ourselves better for the camping and touring around um I didn't realise how much I was going to enjoy that part of life anyway, <laughs> uh, and and how good it was for the kids to get them out and uh, and do stuff. So it's you know it's been a life shift for me, um, and so that's how uh, that's how we got started. But but of course the manufacturing side, I was pretty lucky because we we already had a um, cabinet making business, so it lent itself quite well to what I was doing. Yeah. So. So being a cabinet maker, you just slotted straight in. But the beautiful thing about your product is, apart from being Aussie, you, you manufacture the drawers out of three different materials so people can use the material they want. Yeah, that's right. I mean, predominantly we use um, uh, galvanised steel or aluminium. Um, we do use um, timber as well, of course. Um, but we prefer to use uh, galvanised steel or aluminium because of the space saving. Um, and the, um, well, particularly the aluminium for weight saving is the big, yeah. big advantage. Yeah. And, of course, um, we, we've designed a, a whole modular range of, of products that we can mix and match and come up with um, different configurations for, for different cars. And, of course, uh, we didn't stop there. You know, we, we've built um, water tanks to suit. And, of course, um, fridge slides were, were um, available, but... I didn't think they were very good, so we had to build our own, um, and that's been, uh, you know, a, bi- a big one for us as so well. So you manufacture fridge slides too? We make, um, yeah, we make eight different sizes at the moment <laughs> um, for the various fridges, and we've got to keep up with new fridges as they as they come on the market. But um, because uh, they've all got to work within their sy- the systems that we yeah. produce in the car. So now the the drawer system, you you were telling me today that the aluminium system that you put in that replaces the factory seats yep. weighs less than the factory seats. Correct. Um, wow. That's, uh, in, in most cases, that's true. Um, the standard or uh, basic two-drawer system or what we call a fridge pack system where we have the fridge uh, in a house on the, on the deck and then a, a single drawer next to it, if we build that in aluminium, it's it's more than um, more than likely to be lighter than the two seats coming out. Isn't that phenomenal? Now the the drawers that you make, and this is probably the most important thing, 
where people are buying something that's been imported, it's a pre-pack, one-size-fits-all, that's what you get. Whereas with yours, you customise them to the customer. So the customer says, I want this a little bit bigger, that a little bit higher, that a little bit wider. You, you do things for them. The fact is, um, look, we're never going to beat imported product on a price. <laughs> and I won't go into any adjectives there, but on price we're never going to win. But on quality we can, um, on serviceability we can, on um, working with the customers to what they need and, and designing what they want and giving them what they want, we can certainly do that. Because I, I noticed today when I came in, you had a vehicle here from the ACT, you had another vehicle from Victoria and another vehicle from Queensland, and they've all done the drive to come into your factory. And that, that's a lovely thing. But, it but is. you'll also ship them, won't you? Oh, yeah, we ship all over the country. Um, so and you've, it's you've not shipped... uncommon for us to have customers drive from interstate. Um, you know, in this, in this industry, people travel... Um, you know, for the fun of travelling, and they enjoy touring. And but uh, it's definitely not uncommon for them to drive into state to have us the system fitted. Yeah. <coughs> well, and that... particularly, uh, particularly when they know and they're confident that they're going to drive out of here with um, with everything that they wanted and and just the way they wanted. And, and chances are they've met you at one of the shows. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, we try to do. Uh, shows up and down the coast uh, and we do well, we do shows interstate as well. You know, we go out to Perth and... Yeah, well, and I, was, I was talking to one of the fellows in the factory today and I said, where's that one off to? And he said, Caratha. That's right. Well, you, you can't get too much further west than Caratha, <laughs> can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, our reputation is, um, uh, has been around for a long time. We have a good reputation, there's no question about that. You know, we're, I think we're sitting at around about 12, or almost ready to crack 12,000 installs. Oh, whoa, that's fabulous. Stage. Well, there you go. So if you want to find out more, how do they find out more? You've got a website, obviously. Uh, www.offroadsystems.com.au. Offroadsystems.com.au. Yeah, Offroad systems, all one word. Um, they could phone you on 02 4647 6322. That's 02. Four six four seven six three double two. Yeah, Graham Jones on Fraud Systems. You're sensational. Thanks Thank for your you time. Scott. Oh, by the way, Graham, before you go, before you go, who's your favourite Aussie singer? Oh, I'd have to give John Williamson a Guernsey. Oh, ah, yeah. All right. So, is there a favourite there, or do you want me to pick a John Williamson for you? Oh, I don't think you could. I don't think you'd go past True Blue. True Blue, I hear you. <laughs> true <laughs> Blue. Well, if you want somebody that's True Blue, then you're going to buy your product from John, not John Williamson, you're going to buy your product from Off-Road Systems because Graham Jones is True Blue. So if you want to, you just give them a call, 02 6322 or offroadsystems.com.au and here's John Williamson for Graham Jones. And for you, you enjoy True Blue. Here it comes now. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We're on the road. Isn't it good being on the road again? It is good. Okay, here's John Williamson. Hey, True Blue. Don't say you're gone. 
Say you've knocked off for a smoker And you'll be back later on Hey, true blue Hey, true blue Give it to me straight Face to face Are you really disappearing? Just another dying race Hey, true blue Is it me and you? Is it mom and dad? Is it a cockatoo? Is it standing by your mate when he's in a fight? Or will she be right? True blue I'm asking you Hey true blue Can you bear the load Will you tie it up with wire Just to keep the show on the road Hey true Is your heart still there? If they sell us out like sponge cake Do you really care? Hey, true blue Is it me and you? Is it mom and dad? Is it a cockatoo? Is it standing by your mate when she's in a fight? Or will she be right? True Uh, John Williamson, he is so good. But how good is Graham Jones? Eh? Isn't he phenomenal? I'm telling you, if you want a draw kit, that's where you go, off-road systems. 
Want some more great news? Some more great news? Well, here it is. New South Wales buys an outback station in the state's largest single property purchase for a national park. We're getting a new national park. Oh, so good. It's a sweeping western New South Wales cattle station, or that's what it was. So it has some no man's land in it type of land, like some really arid stuff. And then you had some lush waterbird haven. And then you've got some indigenous artifacts. And then you've got the ghostly trail of Burke and Wills. And now, and now combine all of that, you get the newest national park. And the owner was Bill O'Connor, who's 84 years old. And, and with this block of land, it's the biggest purchase of a block of land that in the state's history that's going to be a national park. And when you combine it with nearby Sturt National Park, the Narry area will create a conservation area of nearly, nearly half a million acres, which is just fabulous. So it sits in the northwest corner of New South Wales uh, with the dog-proof fence of New South Wales and Queensland border forming its northern boundary. So that's lovely. And, and it, you've got the river, that, the Bulu River, and that flows from Queensland and it ends on the station in an expansive floodplain and wetlands that attracts thousands and thousands of waterbirds during inland flooding. Now, a mate of mine, Arthur Wong, he's going to be there with his camera because every day I get a photo of a bird doing something or other from Arthur so he can go up there and there's tens of thousands of them to keep him busy for days and days and days. So the property is home to some Indigenous artefacts, some tools, some stone arrangements. Burke and Wills, they traversed it in 1860. Uh, and there's an engraved post marking one of their ill-fated expedition to camp sites. So that's there. Uh, and it's just magnificent. There's a strong connection of the land through the whole family there. They tried to sell Narara to the government when it seemed impossible to make a living off the land for much longer. But this time... Uh, the government came to them with an offer. So that's good. So the Minister of Energy and Environment, Matt Keane, said the government's acquisition of the property would ensure about 25 threatened animal species and important wetlands were preserved. So that's magic. He set a target of 200,000 hectares of new pasture that will add to the national parks during his term as Minister for the Environment, and he's now beaten that target. So good you, good you, and that's great for the state. That's fabulous. So you've got it all happening. So there you go, a new national park. Now, when you want some great things happening, then you've got to go, hey, Phil, Phil C. this week has got the Bowden Brothers, B-O-W-D and the Bowden Brothers, and they've got some great songs. So he's going to be interviewing them between four and six this Sunday, four and six this Sunday. If you want to find out more, you go to Aussie Flashback, Aussie Flashback. B-A-C-K dot com dot A-U. Hey, and if you want to put in a request for a song, as long as it's Aussie, you can do it. You go on to Phil C's show, Aussie Flashback, and that's 1-300-494-988. 1-300-494-988. I think that's going to be great. And the other thing that's going to be great, if you're sticking around, and I think you should, Tuesdays, Tuesday nights between 9 and midnight, you've got to tune in Steve Head. He has Elvis Jailhouse Rock. If you want to listen to Elvis, I'm telling you, you've got to listen to Steve Head. He is the head man as far as Elvis goes. He is, his show is phenomenal. Bingo, he knows more about Elvis, I think, than Elvis did. So you tune in Tuesdays, 9 to midnight, and you're going to make it happen. Steve Head's going to be there, Jailhouse Rock. I'm telling you, whatever you want to know about Elvis, he's the man that knows about it. So good on you, Steve. Glad, and Steve's probably listening too. I know Phil C's listening, so there you go. It's all good. 
We've got other things happening. There's so much going on at the moment, so much going on. You've got hats off to country. This is the biggest thing that's happening. Hats off to country. It's going to be the festival. You know the Tamworth Festival? It's the Tamworth Festival 2020, but it's not, it's not, you don't really get to go there. So if you go over to hatsofftocountry.com.au, hatsofftocountry.com.au, you'll find out the whole list of amazing artists that's going to be on, just a whole list of amazing artists. So it's on July 11 to Sunday, July 14, July 11 to Sunday, July 14, and you can just find out more and more and more about it. If you want to get even more information, give them a call on 02-6767-QUAD5. So 02-6767-5555. And, and that will help you some more. That will help you some more. So, or you can send them an email if you want to, to trc, trc at tamworth, T-A-M-W-O-R-T-H dot N-S-W dot gov dot A-U. That's Hats Off to Country Festival. I think that's going to be amazing. Some of the caravan shows are coming back. Some of them are coming back. That's going to be good. Don't forget to make sure that you check everything before you go. Check everything before you, you do your trip. And one of the things to check out before you go is do you need a stone stomper? Now, Betty and Jim, and I've mentioned them all the time because they listen to the show and they're always sending me in hints and clues and things to talk about. I had never heard about stone stomper. But if you go onto their site, which is stonestomper.com.au, S-T-O-N-E-S-T-O-M-P-E-R, they make this fabulous stone guard. So most stone guards uh, come up the front of your van or up the front of your, your trailer. But this one is totally different. So I can tell you all about it, but it's probably best if you go onto their website, stonestomper, S-T-O-N-E-S-T-O-M-P-E-R.com.au, and you check it out because it's and there's a video on there, so it shows you exactly what it does. But it it stops the stones, it protects your van, protects your camper trailer, protects your trailer, protects your boat trailer, can protect your motorhome. So good, very very clever bit of gear. And the best part about it, it's Aussie, it's Aussie, it's an Aussie invention, it's Aussie made, and it's all about Aussie. I think that's just fabulous. Stone Stomper. Dot com dot au. I think you'll enjoy having a look at that, I, I reckon, because I did, I did. Now, one of the things you won't enjoy having a look at is the number of kangaroos that are being hit currently, currently. So a driver crashing into a kangaroo in the middle of the road, they reckon it's happening about every 90 minutes in Australia's wildlife collision hotspots. So July and August are the most likely months that motorists will wreck their cars or injure themselves and a native animal in such crashes. So you've got, with international travel ban during the coronavirus pandemic and the fears of the virus spreading on public transport and whatnot, Australians are more likely to be hitting the road in search of a country getaway. And that's fair. That's what we should be doing. And, and as school holidays get underway this month, then away we go. We hit the road. But we've got to hit the road and not hit the kangaroos because the first three days of holidays in Victoria, they had uh, multiple reports of a spike in kangaroo deaths in the tourist-heavy areas at the weekend. But the drivers in New South Wales and the ACT, they're most likely to run into wildlife on the road, says Amy Insurance and NRMA Insurance. Dubbo is where you're most likely to have a crash involving an animal. And in New South Wales, there's about 11,000 drivers are hitting wildlife, usually a kangaroo, each year. 11,000. I mean, that's that's bad. So the data's been released, 
but it's, it's a sobering. If you've hit a kangaroo, you know you don't want to do it again. If you haven't hit a kangaroo, you are lucky. And if you haven't hit one, be super, super cautious because I tell you, they, they make a mess of your holiday. Make a mess of you. You make a mess of them. It's not a funny thing. We don't laugh. But by golly, uh, last year, there were 1,153 cases, according to the NRMA, of, of, and that's just the NRMA telling us. That's just the NRMA. But you know, there are some parts of the state you drive along and it's just roo, 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 roo. It's this there. So we've got to hit the road. We've got to go and see more of this beautiful country of ours. And that's what we're going to do because all of the town, all of the town shopkeepers and all of the businesses, they all want us to come back. And what are they saying? They're saying come back again. And when they say come back again, you've got to do that via Daddy Cool, haven't you? Daddy Cool's going to say come back again. He's going to sing it for us. So here we go. Come back again. Come back again, Daddy Cool. <laughs> You'll enjoy it. Hey, and don't forget, don't forget, there's so much more coming up. And you can get us... If you go to ontheroadmedia.com.au, ontheroadmedia.com.au, you can find all of our shows on there. So if you're going on a trip and you want to hear more great music, because that's what we play is great music, then you can go and listen to all those shows, and there's 40-plus on there right now. So don't forget, you've got the Belton Brothers with Phil C coming up between 4 and 6 tonight. So that's a winner. And then on Tuesday, you've got Steve Head. Jailhouse Rock, and that's Tuesday between 9 and midnight. So here we go, Daddy Cool, come back again. Good on you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons, we're on the road. It's great being on the road with you. I'm open around the streets late at night. I'm worried because you ain't treating me right. Come back again. I'm just crazy about you, babe.
night Word because you treating me right I'll come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe Everything you say doesn't make me feel blue I'll come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe Come back again I'm just crazy about you, babe Come back again Daddy Cool, Daddy Cool. Hey, you got to bop along. You got to bop along to Daddy Cool. Now, escape.com.au, they did this fabulous thing. It's the advice from more than 35 Aussie holiday park managers who put their heads together to come up with 10 essential tips for a great caravan or camping holiday. Just fabulous. So the New South Wales Crown Holiday Parks Trust CEO, Steve Edmonds, said the park managers within the group they represented decades of experience in the caravanning and camping industry and had much of their wisdom shared so that everything that you need, basically, is there. So the, the North Coast Holiday Parks uh, Evans head manager, Adrian Eason, he said, he, he said that his campsite, his, his caravan park, which is the North Coast Holiday Park at Evans Head, they offered a complimentary caravan parking service, which prevents a lot of conflict, and <laughs> it's jokingly referred to as the marriage saving service. So there you go. He said, don't hesitate to let the staff know, that that's the park staff know, if you want some assistance, because they get lots of practice uh, manoeuvring vans. So I, I think that's just terrific. But here's their top 10 tips. They said, practice reversing your caravan or your trailer or, or your setting up and you're packing away your tent and whatnot to ensure a quick setup and getaway. So that's good. Now we mentioned earlier about having checklists and things and that's one of the things you do. So you practice your reversing, whether it's your trailer, your caravan, whatever it be, but you practice your packing away, you know, like so when you're leaving your campsite, so that you don't leave anything behind, you know, that you do undo your water hose, you do undo your electricity, you don't drive off with those connected and then you're up for a massive bill because, you know, that's what's going to happen. So <laughs> have your little checklist there and everybody has their job to do. And, and then, and the same thing goes with your tent, so you don't leave your pegs or anything like that because the next time you go to use them, if they're not there, oh golly, I put a bit of yellow tape around the ends of my tent pegs so that I see them, you know, whether you use day glow red or pink or whatever colour you want, but something that's because, you know, when you hit them down in the dirt, they're then dirt coloured. So you pull them out and you just drop them. Uh, I have a, a big piece of bright colour on them so that I can see them. Uh, then test your gear, test your gear. So that's including your camping stove and your lights to identify missing equipment or faults at home rather than when you've left home and you've gone out and you're setting up and you're, ah, I remember the last time, remember the last time we used that, it broke, and I, oh, I forgot, oh. and then prepare a comprehensive checklist of what you need to bring with you, oh, that's a good one, oh yeah, the things of what you need to bring with you, so I, I used to use my brain, now I just use my iPhone, and I make a little memory note in there, and I check those memory notes, and it's all good, I have my little checklist there, and never store a gas bottle indoors, uh, rather, just find a shady spot, a well-ventilated position outside, which is away from ignition sources or fire sources or things like that. So you can store your gas bottle away 
so that you are safer. It's a normal thing to do anyway, but carry a fire extinguisher on board your caravan is another one of theirs, carry a fire extinguisher. More importantly, or just as important, if you're going to carry a fire extinguisher, which you should do, make sure that it's in date. Make sure it's in date and remember to check how to use it now. Like while, you're, while you've got it in your hand, take it out, have a look at it, find out the date and then read the instructions and know how to use it because... I'm telling you, if you need to use it and your caravan's full of smoke, you're not going to be able to read it. You might not even find your glasses if you need them. It's going to be, oh, going to be a drama. And you've got the fire extinguisher there. Know how to use it, which which lever to pull, which little ring to pull out, whatever you have to do. Uh, wear a life vest, they suggest, and this is oh, just common sense, when you're going rock fishing or boating or engaging in water sport activities. That's that's a, a, a given. You've got to do that. Leave a rubber doormat at the entrance of your caravan or your tent to minimise dirt or sand getting into your camp area. Now, that's a standard thing. You'd think, you would think, but here's these people with all this experience and they're saying, that's in our top 10. So I I, I can't imagine going camping without having my little doormat. It's there, it's part of my kit. But there you go. So it's in their top 10. Store food in containers uh, or coolers outside your tent to prepare to prevent attracting nocturnal critters. Well, that makes sense. Put, oh, this is good. This is good. You gotta love this. Put glow sticks in your water bottles for fun at night time. So you can put a glow stick in a water bottle, put the cap back on, and then you can play bowling or you can give the kids glow sticks so that you, you know where they are at night. You know, you know where they are. You put a, a, a green one on their right hand, a red one on their left hand, and then you know which way they're walking. You know, you know whether they're walking away from you or whether they're coming towards you, just like a boat does. Very clever. And then you find a rock every time. Oh, this is up to you. This one's up to you. Find a rock every time you go camping and write a memory on it. Nah, up to you. <laughs> up to you. If you're doing, I think they're talking about little pebble rocks. Little pebble rocks, I think so. Here's something you're going to love. This is fabulous. You want to write this one down. It's called roadtripforgood.org.au. Roadtrip, for F-O-R, good.org.au. This is so good because all of us want to go out there and help all of our all of our cousins that that have missed out on the peak season with all the tourists because they had drought, they had fire, they've had the COVID, they've had the lot. I mean, by golly, talk about a harsh year, a harsh time. So this is a great site. It's it's a way to plan your own road trip to support the bushfire affected communities, and it's so good. So I'll give it to you again: roadtripforgood.org.au. What it does, it gives you some itineraries. It tells you where you can stay. So if you're taking your own your own caravan or camper trailer or tent or whatnot with you, it tells you that. But if you want to stay in a motel or a hotel or a B&B, whatever it be, th- there you go. You can stay there. It tells you what to see and do. It tells you where you can go to eat, where to go and drink, what's on, where to go shopping, and where to get a decent cup of coffee. Isn't that just insane? It's a great site. I'm, I'm loving it. In fact... I found it and thought, oh, what a beauty. And then I started reading some of the trips and I'm already planning. I'm already planning because you don't have to do the planning. It's done. (laughs) It's done. So if you want to, you can have a day in Newcastle. Now, just a day in Newcastle, the itinerary has 23 stops. So, and and it just tells tells you what to do. If you want to go into the forest, so a weekend away in one of Victoria's littlest towns, well, we might hold that back for a week or two till they get themselves sorted out. But there you go. You've got, you can go into the forest in Victoria. The gin distillery day trips from Sydney. <laughs> That's good. 
That's a gin day trip. Uh, you might want to find out who's going to be the designated driver on that one. So, But you can take the trip to uh, gin distilleries and uh, have a good time. There's uh, gin distillery day trips from Melbourne as well because we go national. It's a national show. We're on the vast satellite network. So if you've got the vast satellite, uh, you might be seeing us or listening to us on, on radio. You might be getting us on podcasts. You might be getting us on the website. But we're also on VAR, so we go national. It's great. Then you've got the West Gippsland Hinterland Day Trip. That's good. The pooch-friendly stays. If you want pooch-friendly stays, the best part of going on a trip is hitting the road with your friends, they say. So there you go. Take your little friend with you. Uh, there's stays there with rustic charms. So they've got a collection of 11 places. I might come back over that for you. The Capity Valley Road Trip. Now, if you're in Sydney... The Capity Valley Road Trip, I'm, 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 it's just fabulous. It's fabulous. I might, I'll come back to that one too. So you've got winter stays. If you're searching for fireplaces, you've got winter stays. You've got baths with views worth soaking for. You've got a three-day food lover's loop. Oh, that's a beauty. I read about that one. Oh, it's a beauty. The three-day food lover's loop. Sydney to Berry. If you go down to Berry, you've got to get the Berry Day Nights. You've got to do that. Uh, the three-day Gippsland Road Trip, a West Gippsland foodie road trip, and a Gippsland Lakes long weekend but i'm going to go back to the food lovers loop and it's it is our beauty oh you're going to love this it, it's just terrific so it starts off uh in in the hawkesbury region now the hawkesbury region we love the hawkesbury region don't we and then it goes to mudgee and then deep into the hunter valley wine country so it, it's if you do the whole thing uh it's about 490 kilometers you can take your time to do it you can do whatever you want to do but if you want to start off then you start off and it's just such an easy thing to do. Such an easy thing to do. So you start off around the, the Hawkesbury area there, uh, around Richmond, and then you can head up towards Katoomba and then through to Lithgow. But it tells you what to see all the way through. So you've got the mouth-watering produce, which takes you from the Hawkesbury region through to Mudgee, then deep into the Hunter Valley wine country. So you can taste fresh oranges and leafy greens in the Hawkesbury Greenbelt and then take a fine food farm walk in Mudgee and then collect delectable delights to take home. So from Hawkesbury, it, it tells you where to go. So you might want to go to the Ironbark Distillery. You can go to the Hawkesbury Harvest Farmgate Trail, the Glenory Bakery, the Pinecrest Orchard, Hillbilly Cider. Uh, then you'll have a drive for about 49 kilometres to Mount Toma. And then from Mount Toma, which is in the Blue Mountains, that's just wonderful. You've got 5,000 species of cool climate plants there. Then you've got the Blue Mountains Botanical Garden. Then you'll drive 38 kilometres to Lithgow. And, oh, Lithgow's got great pies in Lithgow. But you're at the Capity Valley. Now, if you haven't done the Capity Valley, you've missed out. It is terrific. And Mudgee to the north and Oberon to the south and Lithgow. Now, if you're going now, if you're doing this, make sure you take some good rugs with you and a good jacket and some gloves and a hat and a scarf and whatnot, because it gets a bit chilly-billy there, a little bit chilly-billy. Then you've got the Hassan's Walls Lookout, which is a majestic place for a picnic lunch, and the site incorporates cycling and walking tracks, so you can explore off, off the beaten track if you want to. The Capity Valley and Pearson's Lookout, that's fabulous. It's the world's second largest canyon. So they, you know, they talk about the big one over in the US. This one, you, you can basically walk to it if you want to. It's the world's sick. And when you see it, oh, by golly, it is glorious. And it's easily accessible. And you've got Pearson's Lookout, and that gives you a beaut bird's eye view. You've got the Janai Goat Dairy, and that's tucked away along the road to Mudgee. And it's a boutique goat's cheese fromagerie 
uh, and it'll please any fine food connoisseur, they say. So you can call in for tastings or call for tastings, whatever you want. And then Secret Creek Cafe and Restaurant. Then you drive another 127k and you get to Mudgee and you get to, to pair the perfect produce and the wine as you meander through Mudgee. Oh, wow. You've got Zen House. All the ingredients in the set course menus, they're sourced from the garden or neighbouring farms and served as a showcase. Isn't that fabulous? It's all local, all local. Then you've got the Mudgy Trikes and you've got the Wild at Heart. You can do the, the joy ride through town. You've got the Tour de Vines, which is a tour through the Mudgy Cellar Door. The Low Wines, the Elton's Eating and Drinking, the High Valley Cheese Company, the Logan Wines. Oh, it's so good. You can drive another 53k, then you get to Ralston. It just continues on, continues on. There is so much to do. Then you can have another little drive. Then you go to Denman, and Denman's nestled amongst the olive groves. Then you go to the Picara Estate at Musselbrook, the James Estate Ridge Walk. Uh, then you drive another little bit, another 94k. Then you get to Picolban. Oh, man. Then you got the Two Fat Blokes Gourmet Tours, the IHOP Hunter Valley, the Hunter Valley Helicopters, the Saber on the Hunter, Margan Wines. Hunter Valley Cooking School at the Hunter Valley Resort, the Hunter Valley Gardens. Oh, if you haven't been to Hunter Valley Gardens and you are a garden, you love gardens, I tell you, the Hunter Valley Gardens are just something special. And if you really want to spoil yourselves, go there around about Christmas time. Have a look at their website. It'll tell you when they turn their lights on. But it's something like, from memory, and I was there, something like half a million lights that they put up. Just fabulous. Then you've got Whispering Brook Winery and you've got Audrey Wilkinson, so much. So there you go. I reckon you've got enough to keep you busy. So if you go onto that roadtripforgood.org.au, you're going to love it. I think it's just fabulous. So when's this COVID-19 thing going to finish? I don't know. I think you need a fortune teller to do that. If you're going to have a fortune teller, you might as well have the fortune teller by the throb. And, and, that, and, and that's going to be good by the trogs, the trogs. So in the meantime, hey, I'm Scott Gibbons. This show is called On The Road. I love being with you. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for looking after our sponsors. So if you get a chance to go to Paravans or you get a chance to go to Bold Trailers or wherever you want to do, you just look after our sponsors. One of our favourites is Hair and Forbes because they've got tools galore. So if you want real tools, you go to Hair and Forbes. In the meantime, you look after yourselves, you drive safe, look after our country, look after you, and we'll see you next week, eh? Deal? Deal. Good on you. Hey, it's Scott Gibbons. We'll see you next week. Bye.